This is the Eastside Liquor Halftime Podcast. Oh, intermission. No, it's halftime. Stop by 9390 Rogers Avenue for the best liquor, beer, and wine deals in the River Valley. Arkansas wins the national championship! Check out Eastside Liquor on Facebook for weekly specials. Say goodbye! Darren McFadden, 80 yards, touchdown! So I was in Tuscaloosa Saturday night and Sunday for women's basketball. They had a pretty small crowd for the women's basketball game yesterday. Uh, got the wrong box score up here. I was trying to see what they announced the attendance. I mean, it looked like 500 or something like that. They announced a little more than 2,400. You didn't see those long stares on those uh, Alabama fans' faces. Uh, now that they made their hire uh, for football, and I guess they're feeling pretty good about Kalen DeBoer, uh, I get, there's this... Like running theory, Matt, that you don't understand what you're getting into if you're not from the area or you're not from the South, and that that can cause some problems for a coach who's from the Pacific Northwest, never has coached in the South, and he's coming in, uh, he's coming in with some pretty heavy expectations, replacing a legend. Um, but I, I, I keep going back to the idea that Nick Saban did not have connections to the South when he took over LSU. He's a Midwestern guy, right? Yeah. He's from West Virginia. Yeah. I mean, he's, his entire career up until going to LSU is either in professional football or Toledo. Michigan State. Michigan Cleveland. State. Yeah. That's right. And, and goes to LSU, and, I mean, things happen pretty quickly there. You know, that, that's, that's example number one. Never mind what he did at Alabama. I think he understood what he was stepping into at Alabama because he'd already coached in the SEC at that point. But getting into LSU, just getting into the SEC for the first time when you're not from these parts – you know, we're told, you know, you got you to gotta know what it's like to live here in order to coach here. And I just don't know if I buy that because a coach like this, like Kalen DeBoer, like most head coaches, they live, eat, breathe, sleep, drink football more than anybody that's listening to this show right now. That is their profession. That is their uh, passion. Uh, so I would feel that, I don't know, Kalen DeBoer. I've heard what people say about him. He's a great guy. He's a winning coach. He's won everywhere he's gone. I just can't imagine that you are that successful as a head coach and you don't have, an, uh, th- that that means you got to have some kind of an understanding what it is you're stepping into. You don't know what it's like until you experience it, but come on. I mean, this is, this is, this is a fabulous football coach. He's got to have a sense of what he's stepping into, and he knows what he's doing. I think it's a good hire for Alabama. Yeah, no, I think if you're in the profession, people, they, they understand a little bit. It's like being an actor or an actress, and, and you're doing commercials or TV. You want to be the movie guy. You want to be the, the, the movie chick. You know, you want to be Brad Pitt. You want to be Julia Roberts. Uh, and, and that's what you do. You want to you be the head football coach of Alabama. I think is when it comes to... You know, the power, the purpose, the prominence, just the, the pressure, everything that goes on, the people, the, the talent you're going to have. It's, I think it's the best job in college, college football. And, and not the best job because it gets the most money. The best job because, I mean, that's, that's where it is. That's the standard. That's the standard of college football is, is the Alabama Crimson Tide. I don't feel like they settled. Uh, now, they there might have been overtures to whatever the coaches that – put out their statements that they were staying where they were. You keep in mind, though, a lot of that could be coaches making statements just to look a certain way for their fan base, (laughs) just to look a certain way for the recruits that they're talking to at that moment, just to look a certain way 
to the guys who are in the transfer portal that they want to get to their team. Um, that's, not, that's not anything telling Alabama publicly like that, so who knows what overtures were made. Did, tech, did Alabama try to get Steve Sarkeesian? I'd be surprised if they didn't at least kick the tires on it a little bit. Lane Kiffin? I don't think so. Dabo Swinney? No way. I actually think there is no way that Dabo Swinney was even considered. Uh, not for this, not this year uh, at Alabama. If it would have happened five or six years ago, maybe, but I don't think that that was even a consideration. Um, so you know what they did? They went out. I don't know whether another coach, Matt, in the sport of college football overall that has a better record. And I'm talking about DeBoer's time. Yeah, it's, it's uh, phenomenal. In, in yeah. the NAIA, too. Yeah. This is someone who knows how to win football games. You know, and I know Chuck brought up an interesting point about this earlier. He hasn't really, as a head coach, been at any of the stops for a long enough period of time to, I guess the way you'd look at it is, quote, win with his players, unquote. But in today's college football, you get your players out of the transfer portal pretty damn quickly. Now, it's a little different in January than it would be in December, Matt, but... You know the state of this sport. I mean, you get your guys when you want to get your guys now. In a sense, it, it happens a lot faster. Man, the first thing I thought of was who's going to be the quarterback of Alabama Crimson Tide. It's not going to be Jalen Milrow. That's, Did that's, Milrow? I thought I saw Milrow win into the pool. I was going to, I was going to say that that has to be the thing. You know, it's it, X's and O's. It seems like he has it, and so it, it comes down to a you know a motivation. Uh, you know, psychology. It's it's how you get these kids motivated and playing because the, yeah, they're on the upper level. They're going to be uh, five stars, and I, I wonder who their quarterback. Do you think Will Rogers, who who was Mississippi State, then went up there? Do you think he he goes goes to Alabama? It would I mean, make sense. He's I guess got SEC. Also, he's played in the SEC. Well, there's a lot. There's conflicting reports on Milrow, and you know, some you don't know what you find online, what's true and what's not. I guess he said he's going to stay. Um, I guess there's. I guess he hugged Coach DeBoer. So, I, but there were reports he went into the portal too, and they might not be true. So you might have a competition there. I mean, if you're Will Rogers and you want to go play for the coach that helped turn Michael Penix into a professional prospect, and you know, runner-up for the Heisman Trophy. Well, do you follow him from Washington, where you were the assumed starter, to Alabama, where, I mean, there, there has to be a competition for quarterback, even if it's Will Rogers against Jalen Milrow. I, yeah, I don't, I don't see it. If, you, if you're looking at, at what the type of offense he ran in Washington, uh, it would be a totally different offense. I'm not saying Milrow can't be an all-conference all quarterback. He, he's a, he's a, a really, really high-level college player but he doesn't do you you put he couldn't do what michael Penix was doing uh but 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 will rogers could you know like the kid from mississippi state he can do he can make some of those throws and do that milrose just he's not accurate enough he doesn't read the defense enough he doesn't have the the the, he does i I don't know he just doesn't even look close to the same quarterback as michael Penix. so then washington replaces DeBoer with a guy in jed fish that did a turnaround with arizona in in a in a space of three years quickly quickly to where man this is think of what he's just done in in jed fish here i mean he took arizona and i would assume um washington might have a little bit more cash to spend as far as on a head coach than arizona for football because it's the big 10 but he left he left a chance like who is the dominant program of the big 12 there's going to be at least one probably two teams from the big 12 in the playoff 12 next year um it's going to be a heck of a lot easier. I guess it would feel to me, especially after the success that he had at Arizona this last year to get there, 
than it would be to try to rebuild Washington because I'm, I'm and this is just assuming. So I don't know. You know what it is when you assume. If it's a matter of who has more wins next year, would you go with Alabama and Kalen DeBoer or are you going to go with Washington and Jed Fish? I'm still going to go with Alabama. And I think there'll be a little bit more of a of an exodus uh, for for the Washington for the Washington Huskies than there are Alabama. But uh, it was an interesting choice. I mean, here's a guy in 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 Fish who had never been a head coach. He was an interim head coach for UCLA, I think, just for a bowl game. And Arizona takes a flyer on him. In three, they didn't have a great record there in three years, 17 and 22. But 10 and 3 this year, though. 10 and 3 this yeah. year, where nobody saw that coming. In, potentially, like Matt, Pac-12, potentially the deepest league in college football this last year, would you, would you say? There's a chance you could, you could look at that and agree. Yeah, there's there's a lot of talent up there. I still think the SEC uh, is was was has the deepest league. But yeah, the Pac-12 in its last and final breath of whatever that iteration was, uh, that I thought the Pac-12 had had a lot of talent this year. Hey, sports fans, don't let plumbing issues throw you off your game. Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric is here to tackle those pesky drain blockages and ensure your water heater is always in MVP form. With Pascal's world-class service, you can count on a winning play every time. Whether it's a quick drain clear or a water heater touchdown, Pascal's got the expertise to keep your home running smoothly. Stay in the game and leave the plumbing to the pros. Schedule your service online anytime at gopascal.com. Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Hi, everybody. This is Chris George from Joshua's Fine Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russell. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Christmas gifts, weddings, heirloom family treasures. And at Joshua's Fine Jewelry, we only have one sale every year, and it's right now. Every single item in our store is value priced for Christmas. We do custom one-of-a-kind jewelry. If that's what you're looking for, come see us. You can get anything fixed for a Christmas gift. Selection, quality, service, and Christmas red tag prices now through Christmas at Joshua's Fine Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russell. All right, let's head to the McClarty Daniel Hotline. Visit with Mike Irwin from Pig Trail Nation, who is working today just like us. Good morning, Mike, or good afternoon, Mike. How are you holding out through the snow? Well, I made it to work, and, you know, that's a good sign, right? What are the roads like in Fayetteville right now? I left earlier this morning. Highway was all right. I wondered about the city streets. Uh, it's snow, and as long as it's snow, you're all right, as long as it's not ice. Uh, snow is usually fairly easy to drive on as long as you're not like nuts and take off like 30 miles an hour. Mike, you got an entertaining Twitter feed pertaining to the Cowboys game yesterday. Um, I don't know if you're trying to be entertaining, but I I sat there last night reading it a little bit, laughing. Um, You know, did you, you can't tell me that you expected Dallas to lay that kind of an egg. If you thought they'd lose, that'd be one thing, but 27, nothing. You didn't expect that, did you? No, I didn't expect it to be that bad, but I thought they'd lose. And the thing that just stuns me is, you know, they just, I I don't know how gullible Dallas fans can be. And a lot of them are still, you know, you start talking about change your quarterback, change your coach. I mean, this stuff has been going on for almost three decades. And it, it way predates any current coach, any current player. There's only one common denominator here, and that's the guy that owns the team. 
and why anybody thinks it's going to be different as long as he's actively involved, you know, in the operation of that football team, it's not going to change. He's not good at it. And I don't know why he can't see that. If he really loves the team, I believe at some point I just, I'd say, okay, guys, I'm just the owner. I'm going to do PR, but you know, I'm going to get a GM and he's going to run things and draft people and, you know, give contracts to players and decide who goes and who comes and all that. I'm, I'm doing nothing. Yeah, you know, I watched that game and it, they they had that like deer in the headlight look after after it was twenty seven nothing, and then and then when they came back, uh, I mean, when you look at the quarterback, you look at the running back, Aaron Jones. You like him? I mean, he checks the box. Uh, Dak Prescott. I don't know. Jordan Love looks like he might be a, a top ten quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, they, they played a team that, you know, I guess it's the lowest rated team that's ever done that or whatever. I usually, yeah, usually that. Dallas would get a bye. This is the new concept they have because the one and two seed. Would they, so in, if this was four years ago, Dallas would have had a bye to the next round. Sure. So there's that. But it's just there's it, the frustration is if you're a college football fan and can't think, things like this keep happening, you can change the head coach and you can change the AD. There's things you can do at the top, but when a guy owns a team, unless he decides to sell it, and especially if he's actively involved in the operation of the football team, there's not much else you can do. It's it's like the Dallas fans are captive, and a lot of them don't blame it on him. They, they blame it on other people, and to me, if you do that, you're, you're just ignoring what happened last year, the year before, the year before, the year before, the year before. It just goes on and on and on. Could you see Harbaugh being the Dallas Cowboys coach? He does elevate quarterbacks. If you're going to keep Dak Prescott and, and not go away uh, fr- from Dak, could you see Harbaugh being the answer? I could see a lot of people being the answer if Jerry hires them and then just leaves the team alone. But he keeps hiring coaches, and, and it, it just keeps it just doesn't work. And i got to believe he's in there actively doing certain things like his decision, okay, Dak is our franchise quarterback. We're going to give him a bajillion dollars. And, you know, you're looking at – and I, he's not the reason they lost. He played He played reasonably well. But, yeah, you know, Harbaugh, there's a number of guys that could probably coach that team. But Jerry's got to get out of the way. How do you feel about the Alabama hire? Is there – could anybody coach Alabama? Because it's – you know, the Dallas is a pretty high-profile job. I'd say there's – no other job in college sports. It's as high profile as the Alabama Crimson Tide. Uh, DeBoer seems to have a pretty uh, good personality. Uh, we know that he can win. Um, you know, I, I wonder if this is a, if this is a situation where the school recruits itself. His reputation certainly is 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 pretty stellar. Yeah, I think they they did a good job. I, I can think of some guys that they could have hired and probably wouldn't have been good, like Lane Kiffin. So. I, I think it's a good hire. We won't know for a while, but uh, this guy, I mean, it's hard to argue with his record. I mean, he's just won everywhere he's been, and uh, from what I understand, Saban supposedly likes him and likes to hire and is going to be kind of hanging around, giving him advice when he needs it, you know. This is how you deal with our boosters. This is how you deal with our media, blah, 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 but I think it'll be all right. Uh, Alabama's Alabama, although things are changing, guys, we're fixing to find out. I mean, basically, Ole Miss, after complaining about NIL, Lane Kiffin went out and, and just bought himself a, a team out of the portal. 
and now they're just openly bragging about they're going for it all next year. So we'll see if that works. But the problem with portal rankings is that a lot of times they're inaccurate. And um, there's still, to me, no substitute for recruiting freshmen and bringing them up under your own, under your coaches and knowing what you've got. I realize that Arkansas basketball operates a different way, and, and occasionally you get what we have this year, which you just missed. I mean, he brought in some guys that was supposed to be a top-five class, and it's not. Well, that's the thing that these transfer rankings don't have, don't ever look at. They're looking at it's like star ratings. It's just the star ratings. It has absolutely nothing to do with whether or not this, you know, group There's that cohesion. you have brought in of individual parts can collectively, just like Matt said, be cohesive. You know, I mean, right. that, none of the transfer portal rankings will tell you that. So that's why well, that's always up in the air. I would not have expected. You know, the, the, the transfer class that Musk brought in, these are players who were good on other teams. They wouldn't have been recruited by Arkansas had they not been good players on the teams they were before. It's just as a collection together, they don't mesh at all. Yeah, I, and I agree with some of that, but I remember Matt saying a couple of weeks ago there was a talent issue, and I didn't necessarily buy into it. I'm buying into it now. I'm looking at this team and I'm saying, who, who, who's going to the NBA from this team? Brazil? His stock keeps dropping. If he keeps playing this way, he's not. Who else? Mark? Maybe. They just don't have the players they've had. And maybe something happened when these guys got here that threw them off. I mean, there's so many things that hap- can happen. You're under a new coaching staff with a new style. Uh, you're around new players. You're in a new environment. And the other thing is, a lot of times when these guys hit the portal and go somewhere else, they are getting NIL money for the first time. And that is the thing that in, in most sports, I think we're going to see the biggest change in the next two or three years. I think it's what happened to the football team here. And I, I don't know if it's the problem with the basketball team, but I absolutely am convinced that NIL money can screw a team up. Yeah, you know, kids, jealousy, uh, you, you, times get a little tough and you let go of the rope and you're like, well, I'm still getting my paycheck anyways. Uh, sure. I, yeah, we, we look we look small everywhere, Mike. It, I, give me some hope. Is there is there any type of hope? Can this team win five, six conference games this year or is it just going to be a long year altogether? Yeah, I, I, I'd guess five. Uh, I think if he sticks with – with going with a with a with a zone defense, I think that helps. That allows you to play pinion a little bit more, and he shoots better. I don't think you play man with him in there, so maybe that helps. Look, guys, when I looked at their stats yesterday, I was surprised. I thought their shooting would be way down, and their scoring they're they're sixth in scoring, somewhere in that range in shooting percentage. What's what's killing them is their defense, and when they miss a shot, it's almost an automatic two on the other end because they don't. They don't fall back and, and play transition defense. And they don't rebound well. That's the problem with this A&M game coming up. A&M's near the bottom in scoring and shooting, but they do rebound. And I could see Arkansas losing to those guys on second-chance points because how many times have we seen a miss, kick a rebound, kick back out, and a three-point made by the opponent? It seems like it happens all the time. Well, the, the, the thing I want to ask, Mike, is it was kind of a healthy scratch, too. This is why I think there's something going on. Debo Davis, 12 minutes, zero points. Minifield, three minutes, zero points. Battle, two minutes, zero points. Three guys combined to play less than 20 minutes, and they're all healthy. 
That to me, that makes me scratch my head. Oh, it's it's very strange. But he's tried all kinds of combinations. Every combination you can think of. Even this game, you got no point guard out there during parts of the game. I just think he's trying to look for something that works. And a lot of people are saying, well, you should have played Pinion all along. You should have played uh, Blocker all along. Well, okay, they played with energy, but you lost the game by 22 points. I don't think they're difference makers. I don't think it's the difference between getting beat by 20 and winning a game. When you get beat... They've lost all three of these conference games by 20 or more points. There's When you get beat that badly, what solution is there? Now, again, guys, some of it is the league is better this year. There's more good teams. And what's going to be interesting to me is to see the trend the last two or three years is, except for Arkansas, when a lot of these teams like Alabama and, and Auburn and Kentucky got into the NCAA tournament, they didn't last. I think you may see a Final Four team out of the SEC this year. You may see a couple of, of Elite Eight teams. And I think you're going to see a lot of teams make it to Saturday on that first week. Well, I guess it would be a little obvious when you look at the idea that it's a, their only three-game losing streak of the year. But in the three-game stretch, fewest points they've scored, most points they've allowed in three games in a row at any point this year. So mm-hmm. they, this, this team regressed. You know, They look good against some non-conference teams, but only in spurts. Um, and uh, maybe when we're looking back at all of that, the chickens have coming back to roost. That, that Google guy that, that Florida had, Mike and Phil, number two, uh, that, that went off 20, 20 points in 26 minutes, how athletic he is. We don't have an athlete like that on this team this year. Absolutely. And, and somebody said, I can't remember where I read it, but somebody said the word is out on Arkansas. If you want to beat them, bully them. Mm-hmm. Just bully them because this team will allow itself to be pushed around. Women's team won't do that, Mike. They could have because they're down to Leah Scott. Michaela Daniels wasn't feeling her best. She didn't even practice for two days. They go into Alabama. They take a couple of they take a couple of uppercuts. They're down by eleven uh, in the first quarter, and then they go out and crush Alabama by eighteen. You know the the injury to Talia Scott. This is turning into potentially a net positive because Carly <laughs> Keats is getting a lot of minutes. She's playing really well. Miriam Dowd had just set the school record for blocks in a game yesterday with 11 of them, um, and she has blossomed. And Sam is, is, is taking over the, the mantle of scoring. Like This is one of those instances, Mike, that you never quite see coming where an injury to a team that's lacked depth has actually exposed a little bit more depth than we thought. Well, I've been saying since the start of the season, that the key to this whole turning this program around and making it actually play the way it should be playing is Dowda. She is, she has the best talent of anybody on that team. She just doesn't know it. And she's starting to figure it out. She's starting to get confident. And the more confident she is, I mean, she's just standing there, block a shot. They'd get it back, block it again, block it again. It's like, you're not coming in here. And she's scoring and she's getting assists inside. She's just made a huge difference in the way they run their offense. And, uh, man, what a player. And it's great to see it because she lacked so much confidence last year. And even at the start of this year, it was like, excuse me, can I play out here? Is it okay? And now you're starting to see a more confident player. Mike, I just want, before we let you go, I wanted to let you know that you, that I, uh, <clears throat> I laid down in, in bed last night, opened up Twitter, and I was starting to, like, there used to be media members in Arkansas that aren't in sports media anymore. It was appointment Sunday Twitter viewing to watch him drunk tweet the Cowboys. Now, you weren't drunk tweeting the Cowboys, 
But I was entertained by your Twitter feed, especially when you finished your your one tweet with the phrase "bite me," because I did not see that one coming. Well, you got to understand. I grew up a Dallas fan. I was a look. I'm Bob Hayes. I, I love Bullet Bob Hayes. He was. I saw him when he was at Florida A and M when he was still in college. Fastest guy I'd ever seen in my life in a football uniform. He was so fast he could turn the corner, and cornerbacks and safeties couldn't converge on him he just go right through them they weren't used to that kind of speed and i love those guys i love meredith i love tom landry i grew up watching those guys and it was okay i knew you know landry needed to go and the first couple of years under jerry uh, under uh, uh jimmy johnson and jerry but then it just started blowing up and i just finally gave up guys several years ago i'm a kc fan now i like my homes i like what they do I can't just sit there and watch a team year after year and watch them waste what they have. So I was mad, absolutely mad. Well, you got a big chuckle out of me, that was for sure. Mike, appreciate your time. Stay safe out there. Glad you made it into work, and we'll revisit next week, all right? See you guys. Thank you, Mike. The Arlington Resort Hotel and Spa in downtown Hot Springs, Arkansas is the perfect destination for your next getaway. Join them for a romantic Valentine's Day getaway with a special dinner or romance package. Or if you're coming to town for live racing, they've got room for you every weekend, including Martin Luther King Day weekend and President's Day weekend. Experience all the luxury and hospitality of a Grand Southern Hotel. The accommodations are sure to please everyone. Visit ArlingtonHotel.com for more details. That's ArlingtonHotel.com. Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use our promo code BELIEVE. That's B L E A V your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. There we've got, I would have got 32 days until Arkansas baseball and I'm, I can't help but just <clears throat> to, you know see what we're dealing with here outside. Just look outside your window and it's a month away, a little more than a month away and I just have a sense, Matt, I mean it's the second weekend of the season is indoors at the Rangers Stadium. That's the same place where the team opened up the 2021 season, and it's a good thing they did open up the season there because if they didn't, they would have had three games that never got played because there was a huge storm. I mean, a blizzard, ice storm that came through, and the Rangers' ballpark handled it just fine. We had to, we had to postpone the Friday game to Saturday, and they played Saturday, Sunday, Monday. But this year, you're opening up with four at home against James Madison. And that's 32 days away, like, when do catchers and pitchers <laughs> report? When Same is, week. So okay, okay. Same week, but they're they see all of them are reporting to real. Look, it's not not. I don't mean this in the way that it might sound, uh, but they're all reporting to uh, real southern locations that just don't get snow. Phoenix, that never happens. Florida, they're going to be just fine. Um, and look, the guys will be able to work when they got to work on um, just by having the indoor facilities that they have. But, you know, you got to have a field to play on, too. And I just, I just hate the idea of what the weather will be like in a month. I got nervous about it, a little, a little jangly about it, Matt. So I even looked up on the Farmer's Almanac website. You know, the last time I looked in the Farmer's Almanac probably was in grade school when they taught us about the mm-hmm. Farmer's Almanac. Card catalog. <laughs> that's right. So that, that's how nervous I am about this because 
Um, I just, you know, I hate rain outs, but you understand that's going to happen. The snow outs and the cold outs, to me, feel like the sort of thing that you could avoid if you just move the season back a month or so. But I've also given up the ship that that's actually ever going to happen. So I'm just, I'm just sort of resigned to the idea that there's going to be a rain out or a snow out or something like that. I hate the idea of it. Um, should have a, uh, another poll coming out tomorrow, by the way, for the baseball program. And it's the poll that I guess I keep a little more, uh, uh, a little more invested in. It's the D1 baseball poll with, uh, it's the Kendall Rogers, Aaron Fit crew. Remember I told you, Matt, there was the, uh, the annual poll that would come out in December, the first poll by the collegiate baseball newspaper. And that publication has now ceased to exist. Mm. I think it's one of the, I think it is or was the longest running college baseball publication up until it just, you know, has now ceased to exist. It was a true mom and pop organization. So that me does that mean we have one fewer poll in the polliest sport of all of the college sports? Because there was the collegiate baseball, then there's the baseball writers, college baseball writers, the coaches. Um, there's a U.S. That's the USA Today poll is the coaches poll. There's the D1 poll and the Baseball America poll. So there were six baseball polls that would get published, but now one of them is dead. So now we're down to five, and that still feels like two or three polls too many. Let's go baseball. I'm I'm looking forward to it. Um, we'll see uh, see if they can't stay in the top ten. You know that we we've had a, a yeah, basketball team ranked in the top twenty five. Right. They didn't last very long. That's so maybe exactly right. maybe well I will we we be pulling for them. So I mean that's the other thing. So you just you just never know if the group of transfers you're bringing in are going to mesh together. <laughs> Some of those way too early polls, Phil, had Arkansas in the final four. You know, like you're going down the list, like yeah, Arkansas is a, a team to to be there. Arkansas is not going to make the tournament. Yeah, there, I mean, there are a lot of there are a lot of uh, I've seen fans that have complained about it. Other media members that aren't That's, sports that, that media hurts a little bit. That, well, there are people that are complaining that there was a hype machine amongst the Arkansas media. You know, the so-called unbiased Arkansas media, and that we're guilty of just overhyping everything. Everybody overhyped this basketball team this year. Everybody. On ESPN, on Fox Sports, on in the sporting news, everybody overhyped this team. It's not a matter of that, that we here overhyped them. Yeah, we did. So did everybody else. Football might be a little bit of a different story. I have a, I have a pretty good sense about what this baseball team can be, and I've, I've been I've been right on occasion with some of this stuff. This is this this team's got a chance to really do something special this year. Um, who, who's who? They who are we battling this year? You know, last year LSU, Florida is who we split the SEC title with. Is it the usual suspects? Who's who else is going to be good this year? LSU will be very good. I don't think they'll be as good as last year. You know, I don't think they're going to be. I don't, they're not going to have a. There is no Paul Skeens that I'm aware of. Um, you know, I think, but I know they got Brad Holman, who was the ace for Alabama. Uh, they've run a few other transfers. They're always going to recruit well. LSU will be good. Arkansas will battle LSU for the final West Division championship. Um, I think Texas A&M has gotten better. Uh, A&M is going to be a team really to watch out for. Uh, Tennessee might have lost Chase Burns, but they brought in a lot of other really good teams, and Tony's a recruiting animal, so they'll be good. The teams I wonder, like Mississippi State and Ole Miss, both no good last year, stunk last year. 
are they going to be able? They have to, to rebound, right? Kind of rebound a little bit because I know they've made a lot of additions. But Arkansas is right near the top of the list, man. They really are. Um, but and there is a big but behind this. It's just it's just because you never know how it's going to mesh. And we take look some of some of this preseason hype for the basketball team. Matt is all about Moss. It's about the coach and the track record of finding. The, the requisite pieces to put a team together that competes really well and plays the way that, that, that he wants a team to play. I feel like that's also part of the preseason hype locally, statewide, regionally, and nationally because he has, that is Muss's reputation. So I, it's just what, what the, the fact of this is, is like, you know, if we whiffed on these expectations on what we thought that would happen with this basketball team, well, so did a lot of other people who actually pay maybe even closer attention to how rosters are built on the other teams that they're playing. And so did the coaching staff. That's the thing that's the biggest surprise is that as of now, three games into the SEC season, Matt, the guy who has had the the Midas touch in the transfer portal whiffed on almost an entire group. Yeah, we got smaller. Uh, we're, we're we're less athletic. You you start comparing this this group of guys to the last four group of guys that that he brought in. It's uh it's definitely his his least athletic team that he's had. Uh, but there's different ways to win in basketball. If you can stop the fast break, you got to stop the ball. You can get into a matchup zone. Pinion Pinion helps stretch the floor. If Pinion's going to get 25 minutes a game. Uh, you always got to stay locked on him. That dude can shoot it from anywhere. I think he's the best pure shooter on the team. But if it's not only him, a lot of people, right. it takes to, to play defense, you got to play as a unit, as a group. You got to be connected on a string and, and move together. I think the best way going forward would be some type of matchup zone. It has man principles, but but you're still in a matchup zone kind of switching things off. And, and that should slow the game down a little bit and limit possession. So it, that kind of keeps you in it too, is that, that way. 877-377-6963 when you want to get with us on halftime here up until 2 o'clock. I think everything is uh, A-OK on the side of Ruskin and Zach, so they should be good to go today. There is no Eric Musselman live this week because of the MLK holiday. So uh, <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't want to do a coach's show today, uh, to be quite honest. Hopefully things change a little bit this week, and next week when they get back on the air, they'll be some uh, more fun things to talk about. Hickey and Hole Law Partners are now here for you and all your legal needs in MENA and the Little Rock area. Hickey and Hole Law Partners specializing in divorce, custody cases, civil litigations, and more. Having over seven decades of combined experience to better serve you and the community you live in. Please visit KevinHickeyLaw.com or call us at 479-434-2414 for a consultation or come by an office nearest you. Things are about to get better. You're listening to the Eastside Liquor Halftime Podcast. Dave and his team have all your holiday drink options. That includes Fireball and Bailey's Chocolate, Jack Daniels Crown Salted Caramel, Winter Seasonal Beers, Eggnogs, and more. Come by Eastside Liquor, 9390 Rogers Avenue in Fort Smith. Now back to the podcast. <laughs> Four feet of snow in Buffalo. It's crazy. They're going to... You're right. They got the field off, but I'm seeing it now. I don't know. I see what you're talking about, Phil. Yeah. If, you, if, if you're driving around, don't do this. But if you're sitting in your house, if you're sitting somewhere at work and, and you have a moment, just, just look online and Google uh, Highmark Stadium Buffalo photos. It's crazy. 
The field's perfect. I mean, literally perfect. There doesn't look like there's a speck of snow on that playing surface. Looks like a sl- slalom course from the, the top it, to the bottom. It does. You get Pickaboo Street out there. Yeah, you ought to get the X Games going mm-hmm, over there instead mm-hmm. of the NFL playoffs and have just uh, just a, a, a snow skiing competition or <laughs> at least a freestyle. This is crazy. There's nowhere for people to sit outside of maybe some seats in the end zone, first and second level, but even some of the seats in the end zone are completely packed with snow. And then the sidelines, there's nowhere to sit, except unless you're going to sit in the aisles. That would be fun, just seeing just a few rows of people that snow going is, vertically yeah. instead of horizontally. Yeah, I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know how you get. I don't know how you get twenty thousand uh, patrons in there. <laughs> free subscription to Peacock, so they can watch it. I don't know because they're not going to be able to watch it's it. Free no, it's free TV. A, it's a CBS telecast. Yeah. No, I know. I was just it's like, if Peacock wanted to, but it's way too late for all that. Did you see how pissed everybody was that that Dolphins Chiefs game was on Peacock. I mean, people were. I mean, so what is? How much is your is your Peacock subscription? Is it five bucks a month? Yeah, I don't know what to, what if it was around nine ninety nine or anything else. What what everything else is? Yeah, I get what people are upset about here because you 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 anticipate that it's that all NFL playoffs are on free TV, but you keep in mind you're already paying for ESPN, and they put it feels like half the playoff games on ESPN. I mean, you got to have TBS and ESPN. In order to watch the baseball postseason, NBA, a lot NBA of that's on TNT. Yeah, you're paying. You're paying for that. You're you're absolutely paying for that. But people got really pissed about Peacock uh, and and nowhere to stream. Well, that it game. was like they just did it just to do it. It's like, well, what are you showing on your NBC? Oh, you're showing this garbage. <laughs> it's like, why why are y'all like, you know, what's the number one ratings in sports? It's live. I mean, in television, it's live sports. So. I guess it's it's all about money. It's all about the bottom line. How many? How much more? How much, what can our stock go up? Well, it's it's trying to start new habits for sports fans. You know, for where they're going to get their sports. Arns texted. He's right about this. He said, for the record, Notre Dame fans have been pissed off at Peacock long long before this Chiefs Dolphins thing. He's right. So it's been a couple of week, couple of years that there's been not all Notre Dame games are on Peacock, but some of them are streaming only, and some of the Big Ten games have been streaming only on Peacock. So it's like. And and look, part of this part of this also keep in mind, and I keep reading about this with ESPN. Do you see that the NFL is in is in um, Germany? Advanced, no, advanced oh. talks to acquire an ownership stake in ESPN. I mean, that you're going to talk about? How do you do that? You already have you already have an entire website and network that is attached to the NFL, and now potentially the league could have ownership. No, I don't think full ownership, but a partial ownership in the media organization, the journalistic organization that's supposed to cover them in an unbiased way. And, they and got it's it. not like they've done that before previously. It's kind of crazy. But all of this is pointing to, this, to the spot, Matt, where ESPN goes direct to consumer. So now when you buy your, when you're, you know you're paying for ESPN, but you're paying through YouTube TV or through Sling or through uh, Direct TV or Comcast or whatever your your cable company is, you're paying for it. It's just done through the cable company. It's done through the middleman. You're going to end up doing a direct to co- consumer ESPN thing where you are paying 
ESPN, just like you do with Hulu and Disney. It'll go straight to them. You had uh, Eminem on the TV with his best Ryan Day beard. Uh, get the, get all that ink out of your beard, man. It's like uh, you ain't fooling anybody over there. Calvin Johnson looked like he could still go. Like remember, that, I saw Calvin Johnson at the uh, Quick Lane Bowl. Yeah, he looked like he looked. He's smiling, happy. I mean, he looked like it's like man, y'all could go out there. He could probably make him playoff ready. He probably still can get it. Can I tell? I was tell you what that Ford Field. Now, I was in there just for the quick lane bowl. So, I mean, it was actually a decently attended lower-level bowl game. That's a spectacular football stadium to watch the game. Doesn't have the frills, you know, that some of these other places do. <laughs> it doesn't have the grandiosity of, of, of Jerry World. Um, it doesn't have the history of, you know, a place like Lambeau Field or anything like that. But it, I, I think that looks like a spectacular place to just watch a football game. Uh, do people feel? Do you feel like rooting for the for the Lions now? I mean, if you're a Cowboys fan, you're probably not watching any more postseason football. Pull, pulling for uh, Frank uh, because of, because of the Razorbacks. Pulling for Drake Greenlaw out there in 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 San Fran land. Kind of kind of pulling for the Razorbacks when I watch playoffs. But man, that that Detroit LA game that was the best of the bunch so far. I know we get two more tonight, but that game literally could have went either way. I don't know about the Steelers-Bills as far as that'll be a, um, uh, a, a great game tonight. Uh, but uh, I, got a, I got a listener here in Scott that's trying to convince me that, uh, that, the, that the Steelers can win this game. I'm just not there. I'm just not there. Because earlier we were like, oh, so it's a, it'll probably be Houston versus Baltimore. Scott texts and he says, it's this, don't the Steelers play Baltimore? I you forgot. go to the lower he's a seed. Fan. He's ready. I know, oh. exactly. I said they're playing Buffalo. I was like, oh, that's right. You mean if they beat Baltimore? He says, if? Here's somebody that feels really confident that Pittsburgh's going to be able to establish a run against Buffalo and force turnovers from Josh Allen. But keep in mind here, it's on a much different level than, than the track record of regular season success and postseason misery that the Cowboys have dealt with for the last 30 years. But Buffalo's got a little bit of that going on, too. This has been the dominant team in the AFC East since Tom Brady left the Patriots. What do they have to show for it? Not even one Super Bowl appearance. A lot of that is because playoff Dak has been a thing. Josh Allen is a turnover machine at times too, Matt. That can happen today. Yeah, I mean, you, you got to try to get a little lucky. If you're Buffalo, you have to think that it's you're going to go out there with that Green Bay type of uh, identity where you, you want to see Josh Allen go 17 to 21. You know, you don't want to you don't want him throwing the ball 37 times, uh, but but be efficient. Use your legs when you have to. Uh, try to get a lead if you can and, and put them. Whoever can get a lead first really kind of takes control because then you don't have to pass. Uh, you get kind of c- control of your offense, and it, it can make it tough if Pittsburgh got an early lead. This feels like one of those games where, you know, it's all right to kick a field goal if uh, if you got fourth and two at the opponent's 20. Does that feel about right? You know, three points can make a pretty heavy difference between this. <laughs> pretty heavy difference between this. Might be a little bit different if it was uh, sunny and 48 degrees outside, but uh, I think today... I think a, uh, a field goal is just fine. You're listening to the Eastside Liquor Halftime Podcast. Check out the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast at hitthatline.com.
This podcast has been presented by Bet Online. This podcast is an exclusive property of Pearson Broadcasting. It may not be copied, reproduced, modified, published, uploaded, reposted, transmitted, or distributed in any way without Pearson Broadcasting's prior written consent. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.